Welcome to Good Enough Creative, a podcast for creative people. Hello again, I'm your host, Marie Green, and this week's episode is inspired by a quote from Stephen Pressfield, which says, the ability to overcome resistance, self-sabotage, and self-doubt is way more important than talent. So let's break this down because it's kind of a loaded statement, right? And there's a lot going on in it. How often do you have the thought that maybe you're not talented enough for something you want to do? Or maybe you've tried it and it didn't go super well and you find yourself really prone to comparing your results to what you see other people doing. Do you ever stop yourself from trying something new because you're pretty sure you won't be good at it? Do you see what other makers and creatives are doing on Instagram or Facebook or Pinterest and you start to feel less than? Here's the thing. We all struggle with feeling inadequate sometimes. I know I do. It's really easy to look at what other people are doing and make assumptions about how easy it is for them or how much support they must have or how many more resources they have available than you do. We don't see their struggle. We see the overnight success. We don't see their sleepless nights. We see their beautifully curated photos. We don't see the hundreds of prototypes that didn't work. We see the ones that did. As someone who has a lot of photographs out there in the world for my business, I can tell you I'm not showing you the photos that look terrible. I'm not showing you the ones that bombed. I'm showing you the good ones, right? And that's kind of how it works. We're only seeing the highlight reel. We're not seeing the failures. So it's important to know that talent is the least important part of being a creative person. I have met so many talented creative people throughout my life, many of whom have never found a way to explore their creative journey or even share it with others. It's not about being talented enough because if it were, then everyone who is talented would do something great with it. And the truth is, we just don't. But I think sometimes we want to believe it's about the talent because talent is the part we can't control, right? You're either born with it or you're not. You're either a gifted writer or you're not. You're either a natural artist or you're not. Nope, no way. I absolutely do not believe that for one second, and I hope that you don't either. While yes, we do have natural gifts and abilities, getting your art and creativity into the world is about so much more than your natural gifts. So we're going to talk about eight things that I think are more important than talent, and I'm pretty sure others can back me up on this. And while it can be easy to brush this off and say, okay, Marie, I know, I get it. I really want you to think through these things because one or more of them might be the thing that will click in your head when you hear it and you'll be like, oh, okay, I, I have that in spades. I'm really good at that. Or, oh, that's the thing. That's the thing I just need to focus more on and work more on. You have something meaningful to share while you're here and we're all waiting for it. So without further ado, let's talk about those eight things. Number one, the ability to keep going. I think we mistakenly believe that if we're not amazing at something the first or second time we try it, then we're not meant to do it. 
I have a friend who's a sculptor and I'm, I can't remember if I've told you about her before, but when she started working with clay about, gosh, maybe 25 years ago, she was not great at it. I saw some of her early pieces and they definitely looked like the work of a beginner, which hello, she was a beginner, so that should be expected. But having seen her later work, I just assumed that she was a natural from day one. No, she wasn't a prodigy, but she had something that some others don't, which was the willingness to keep trying. She didn't let those first silly projects define the kind of artist that she would someday become. She enjoyed the process of working with Clay and she let that joy lead her forward. So over time, she really did become a master at her art. I'm wondering if there's something that you've tried or something you've really felt drawn to, and maybe you've even tried it and it didn't really work out great the first time. Is there something in the back of your mind that's kind of coming up right now? Maybe it's a sign to try it again, because just because you tried it once and it didn't work out doesn't mean there's not a skill in there that could be developed over time. Number two, the ability to be resourceful. I always hearken back to the advice of my grandma, Marjorie, who not only taught me to knit, but had always instilled in me the importance of resourcefulness. In fact, and I really hope I haven't already told you this story because I will be embarrassed if I'm already repeating myself, but it's one of my favorite stories about my grandma. And it's going to sound hilarious, but when I was a teenager, she gave me boxes and boxes of books and magazines all about living off the land, having a garden, learning how to build a log home, you name it, like everything. I'm pretty sure she gave me every single back issue of Mother Earth News and a host of other books that did actually accomplish what she hoped they would. They inspired me. And while it might have been weird to give those things to a teenager, I ate it up. I loved the idea of being able to do things myself or at least imagine myself doing them. So one of the books she gave me, which still makes me laugh to think about it, was a small paperback book with a nude woman on horseback with her long hair covering all the naked bits. And it was called How to Live on Nothing. And from the cover, they literally meant nothing except for a horse, obviously, <laughs> but it was probably one of the funniest and most bizarre things I've ever read. And yes, I actually did read that. I mean, as a teenager, that was utterly fascinating to figure out how to live on nothing. But what it did for me was it taught me about resourcefulness at its most extreme. And it made me realize that a lot of the limitations we see in the world around us are really just the limitations of our own thinking. If you can be resourceful, if you can make something from nothing, that's more important than talent. Now, I'm definitely not going to recommend the lifestyle of living on nothing. That book was pretty hardcore, but it's the concept of thinking outside the box at how you can use your resources differently that makes such a difference. Number three, a positive mindset. So when I was a little girl, I was obsessed with Pollyanna. I'm pretty sure I've told you this before. There's a lot of recurring themes in this episode. I know it's a super cheesy movie, and I know that not everyone felt the same connection that I did to her cheerful mindset, but I think what I saw in her was power, power to have control over her own attitude, no matter what else was happening. Until I saw that movie, it never occurred to me that I got to choose how I felt about what was going on around me. I got to choose my attitude. 
even if life was hard. None of us has a perfect journey. We all have struggles and disappointments and frustrations. I've never met a single person anywhere who didn't have a struggle or a hundred of them. But it can be really easy to think you're the only one or to think that people out there are doing cool things. They, they probably have an easier time of it than you do. And usually that's just not true. Yes, there are some people that have some advantages that you don't have. And there are some with huge challenges that you will never, ever have to face. Some days are going to be tougher than others. Some periods of your life will be smooth and some will feel so hard. You'll think you might break. Your mindset is part of the part of your life that you own, no matter what's going on around you. The trouble is we don't always realize that we're choosing it. So if you get to choose, why not choose the best possible perspective? Number four, being able to wear blinders. This one's pretty tough sometimes because we're prone to comparing ourselves, right? It's tough not to notice when you feel like you don't measure up. And social media does not help this one bit. We see the highlight reel of other people's lives and experiences, and then we compare that to our own messy behind the scenes. What you want to make, create, and do in this world is 100% about what's inside of you. It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks or says or how successful they are or how much further ahead they are. It's not about that. I have heard so many talented people tell me that they feel like what they do isn't good enough because they're comparing it to what other people are doing. You know what's more important than talent? Being able to drown out that noise. If you love what you're doing, if you love what you're making, the only creative journey that you should measure is your own. Number five, the ability to recognize self-sabotage. I hate to say this about creative people, but we are our own worst enemies sometimes. A friend of mine is a health coach for health coaches, and we talked recently about all the ways that we as human beings get in our own way. It's almost like it's our default sometimes, and I'm 100% sure that can be the case when it comes to health and exercise and eating right because it's pretty easy to fall off that bandwagon. But for creative people, I think it's even worse. There's something very personal about creative expression. It feels like an extension of ourselves. And because of that, we want to protect it, keep that vulnerable part of ourselves safe. So we get in our own way. And sometimes it's so random that we don't even notice we're doing it. Like maybe you've carved out time in your schedule for art, and then you end up giving that time away to something else, something you didn't even really want or need to do. Self-sabotage can be the death knell for a maker. So having the ability to recognize it and defeat it, that's more important than talent. Number six, resilience. So let's face it, sometimes things aren't going to work out. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to do or say something embarrassing. You're going to goof up an opportunity, ruin the supplies you spent good money on. Do any of these sound like I'm speaking from experience? Because I am. (laughs) You might just flat out fail. And I'm here to tell you that creative failure won't kill you. Even if you fail in a very public way, even if it feels like everyone knows Even if you're not sure how to find your way back, you can. You can keep showing up. 
I have had my share of failures and detours and it wasn't easy to keep showing up, but I did the hard thing and it was worth it. And I bet you've done that too. Think of something in your life that you thought you'd never get through, but you did. And if you put your creative failure in perspective with whatever really hard things you've gotten through in life, you can totally overcome a creative obstacle. That's resilience. And resilience is more important than talent. Number seven, bravery. Taking criticism is hard. And like I said earlier, creativity is very personal. When someone criticizes your baby, it feels like they're saying you're terrible. You're wrong. You're not good enough. Oh, it's the worst. And it just feels so awful and heavy. And logically, you know, that's not true. But the bottom line is that being criticized feels awful and gross. Putting yourself out there in public is really tough because it means all the more people who will see and have an opinion about what you create. If you put your art in a juried art show, if you show up at a booth at the fair, when you put yourself out there, people are going to have opinions. There are extremely talented people in this world who have gifts we'll never see because without bravery, talent struggles to grow roots and be seen. There will be negative voices. There will be challenges. But if you're brave, you can get through that. Bravery is more important than talent. Number eight is humor. I don't know about you, but there is nothing better than a belly laugh. And there are times when everything seems to go wrong. Everything. And we've just got to laugh about it. Those are the days when my husband and I jokingly say to each other, our pets' heads are falling off, which is a ridiculous line from a stupid movie, but that's how we can communicate to each other that we are just at the end of our rope. It's been one of those days. It's so bad that even our pets' heads are falling off. If you've never watched Dumb and Dumber, then you're going to think I'm crazy, but I know it's a ridiculous movie. But that line feels appropriate on the days when it feels like absolutely everything is going wrong. There are times when you just have to laugh about it. I have knit for half a day on the wrong size needles and had to start over. I've dropped a warm pan of brownies upside down in the yard on my way to take them to a neighbor. I've tripped walking up on stage. I've bumped a freshly thrown clay pot and ruined it right before I sat it on the shelf to dry. I'm pretty sure you can think of a few times in your creative life that things didn't go according to plan. Guess what? That's kind of how it works. And I know I've said this before, but really it's practice. If we call it our creative practice, then it's okay if it's not perfect. Being able to laugh and find humor in those low points, because trust me, they're going to come. That's more important than talent. The bottom line is this. If you've been holding back because you thought you lacked the talent, then ask yourself what else you've got in that backpack of yours, because talent is the least important part of the creative journey. And I am not just saying that. Being talented is only a tiny sliver of the pie. You won't know what you're capable of until you try and try and try again. Put yourself out there, practice, fail a little or a lot. Heck, the more you fail, the better off you'll be, right? And keep showing up day after day, year after year. That's what it takes. Living the creative life isn't a pass or fail objective. It's about joy and meaning and love of the process. If you love what you're doing, then it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks or says or does. 
you embrace your creative journey. Give it a full body bear hug. Lean into that creative life that you were born to live. Put on your blinders, be brave, and go do it. Now, that's it for this week, my friend. I'm so thankful you're here. And if you're enjoying the Good Enough Creative Podcast, I'd love for you to rate it and review it in your podcast app to help others find it too. So thank you again for sharing a little bit of your day with me. Go forth and create. Life feels so much better when you do. And until next time, remember, you've got this. 